All right, hello, uh, ladies and kids and uh, gentlemen and Canadians and Mexicans. We have a big, uh, huge Latino following, Jake. Did you know that? Sweet. That's awesome. I'll take any following. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I yeah. I'm making it up. It's a lie. I don't know if we have any Latinos following us. I just thought I'd say it for fun. Well, if, if, if you are, hola. <laughs> Buenos dias. Gracias for following us. I, uh, we, we have a lag today. I am in uh, Indianapolis. I'm in a hotel. I think I have bad wireless, so I'm going to try and make this sound good for everybody listening, but if there is a pause between what Jake and I say, it is because hotel wireless, wireless is uh, usually not the best in the world. And they told me when I checked in, they said, uh, now don't try and watch porn because we monitor it and we kick you off. And, and the person told me, I said, is that because you want us to buy uh, the porn you have on your TV? And the guy said, actually, it is. We monitor it just to make sure you don't get it for free. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought it was funny. So I have, a, I have a... At least he was honest, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because we checked in when there was no one else there, but... Um, on that note, checking in, me and, yeah. me and the other comic, I'm with, uh, I'm not going to use names because he didn't give me permission to tell this story, but I'm with a friend of ours and uh, checked in and went to the show last night. After the show, I came back to the hotel. It's a very nice hotel, and they have a 24-hour kind of Starbucks coffee house in the lobby. So I took my laptop down there and set up and started writing, and uh, the other comic, my friend, our friend, went out after the show to get laid to try and pick up chicks. He went to karaoke bar, and he's texting me. He's like, dude, I'm talking to this chick. So I'm in the lobby when he comes back last night. He comes walking in, and he says, and he looks very drunk, and his eyes are half closed, and he's just sort of like, so, I, uh, I'm at the karaoke bar, and uh, this, I sing a song, and this girl comes over and talks to me after the song, and we're hitting it off, and at some point I say, well... I, I am tired. I, I need to take a taxi back to my hotel. And she says, I can give you a ride. I'm sober. All right. Sounds good. Sounds like a good uh, setup. Yeah. It's not too bad. So they drive. Uh, she drives to the hotel. And he said, we just pulled up out front a couple minutes ago. And she leans in and says, hey, can I kiss you? And he says, of course you can. So they kiss. And they kiss a couple times. They make out a little bit. And I can't remember if he suggested it or if she did, but I think he did. I'm, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. But eventually, they said, you know, we're out in the middle of the, 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 the front of the hotel. We're, we're right in front of everybody under the lights. Let's pull off to the side, the parking lot, where it's a little darker, where we can have a little more privacy. So they do that, and they start going at it like teenagers. Like he said, they start making out, and then it instantly gets to the point where hands are everywhere. Uh... Hands are everywhere. Uh, her hands are down his pants. She's sort of giving him a hand job. His pants are up her, her shirt. They're down her pants. He's rubbing her uh, genitalia, rubbing her lips, uh, rubbing her boobs. And he says, hey, you know, instead of doing this in the car, we're right next to my hotel. Why don't you just uh, bop on up here with me? Let's do this right. And she says, I can't. I really have to get home. I live with my boyfriend. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good thing she didn't want to make her boyfriend wait, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's not, there, there's only a certain level of, uh, you know, shittiness that she's willing to bring into the relationship. Another guy's jizz? Yes. Tardiness? No. Yeah, I like how you take the positive look there. <laughs> Another guy's jizz tardiness. I like how you take the positive.
shit, yeah. Even in a bad situation, the glass is still like a, an eighth full, man. It's a sliver full. There's a little <laughs> shot in the bottom there. And she's she's that little shot in the bottom, man. It's a shot of our buddy's jizz. I almost said his name, and I don't want to do that because it's not uh, it's inappropriate to use his name without his permission. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> that that yeah, because everybody knows that he's got the worst jizz there <laughs> is too. So that's a fucking rough shot. But that's uh, the thing I wanted. The reason I brought that story up is because he was just standing there, and he was he was kind of offended because he 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 said because. He's, he's from the military, and you were in the military, and he knows a bunch of guys that got cheated on while they were deployed, so that pissed him off. Like, he wasn't doing it. Yeah. I like how you're laughing. <laughs> it's funny. But he, yeah. he was but being honorable yeah. because he, he, you know, he knew guys that got cheated on overseas, and so he felt bad that this, because he was just out there, and she never said she had a boyfriend until that last second, and when she said it, that she has to get home, he didn't try and, like, talk her into it, like, no, baby, you've already come this far. Why don't you just take my dick in your mouth or anything like that? And, uh, although he did, uh, I did point out that the lesson is that never push for it. Like if you're in the car, don't say, come back to my house, let her say it because I'm sure he probably would have gotten a blowjob if he had just stayed in the car. Cause you know, that's where she was willing to go once he made it too real. But either way, I, I like how <laughs> you turn it into jokes, but you, you were in the military. Did you know any guys that, uh, you know, got dear John letters or had anybody cheat on him or. You know, like how how prevalent was that while you were? Yeah, that that uh, that happened all, all the time, especially my first one. That was a, a twenty-two month deployment. So I mean, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of women left their their boyfriends slash husbands, and I, I mean it, it was bad. Like a lot of dudes really got cleaned out, man. Their their wives, you know, found somebody else, whatever, while they were overseas, divorced them, and like took all their money because. Uh, that's the way divorce court goes, man. And, and like, I felt bad for those guys. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, well, dude, you guys were kind of stupid, though, because a lot of them got married, like, right before the deployment. And even if they didn't have the fortune of coming from a broken home like I did, where, you know what I mean? Like, my mom took all my dad's shit and ran off. And so, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> so you saw what was coming. You knew in advance. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is what happened. I'm like, look, divorce court is like the one place in our society where it's like totally uh, discriminatory against men, you know? But the thing is, is like, we know that. We know that going in. And you know what? Women all in all have it much worse. They got to deal with gender inequality in the workplace. You know what I mean? They got to deal with, on average, they get paid less for the same job as a man. They got to deal with sexual harassment. Absolutely. And men, we only have to deal with, you know, getting just railed in divorce court we only have to deal with that if we're stupid enough to say I do. So it's like, I don't feel bad for the guys who got to deal with that as much. Cause it's like, dude, you, you knew that was a possibility. And so even for those guys who, uh, you, you know, they, they didn't get to see that growing up or they didn't know somebody firsthand. We'd even get countless briefs. You know what I mean? Like before we went over there, they'd sit us down, all the legal people, all the paperwork people would be like, do not get married to a girl that you just started dating or, or whatever right before this deployment. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you do, don't give her a power of attorney. Don't do it. Don't, you know, all this. And that's still did it. That's what I was just going to say. I knew it happened. I, I knew it happened to one, one guy because uh, yeah, he signed her power of attorney. That's what I was going to say. I didn't know you guys got lectured. I didn't know the military, you know, sat you down and tell you, told you not to do it. That's really interesting to hear. But not, uh, I think one part you left out of your story is 
not only are these people getting married with the girls they just met, but I, I am going on the assumption that the majority of them are 18, 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of them were young, you know, and so they're they're just not bright also in the sense of like just it's an age thing. But uh, really I, what, it, what it was was, I mean, they'd hear the lectures and they'd be like, yeah, like, that's that's a good point. But at, at the time, it's like fair, you know, fear of losing a girl. And then like they'd have it in their head like, well, she wouldn't do that to me. She's not like all those other chicks, that, the evil ones that screwed those guys over. She's the one, man. And it's like, yeah, like, like anybody got married because they were like, yeah, I'm going to marry this girl and give her access to all my stuff. And she, she's not the one or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like she would totally screw me over, but I'm going to do this anyway. Like she, she has the t-shirt that says I'm a gold digging whore who's going to run off with some guy's money. Like, no, they don't, they don't do that, man. They're going to, and you know, like they, they probably, they have faith in what they, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they probably don't want to do that in the beginning but it's like my my philosophy on people um is like people are like piles of rocks man and like there's a lot of rocks little pebbles right and each day or, or whatever one pebble gets taken out and another pebble gets put back in but after one pebble you don't even notice a difference it's like the same pile of rocks it's just with one difference you know like one little tiny difference but each day that goes by, each hour, whatever, one pebble goes out, another pebble goes in. One pebble goes out, another pebble goes in. At a certain undefined point, that pile of rocks is a different pile of rocks, you know? And and that's what happens on deployment is all these rocks are going out and, 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 and coming in, and you have nothing to do with the pebbles that are going going back in because you're not around. And so that's how people kind of grow apart. And... Uh, yeah, and then eventually some guy's dick goes in there because he was in a car and the girl didn't want to go to the hotel room and he, he didn't ask, like, hey, do you have a boyfriend? And uh, so she bangs him. And that's how – that is the way of life. I think Forrest Gump would have been a much different and uh, much less successful movie if, if he had uh, used your your pile of rocks <laughs> uh, example <laughs> instead of box of chocolate if he had given that yeah. soliloquy. Life is like it's, a pile of rocks. It's definitely a lot more pessimistic. Life <laughs> is like a pile of rocks. It all changes and usually not for the better. <laughs> My mama said that right before she shot herself. Well, uh, that's what I was just going to go to is uh, I, when I went uh, – because I, I've, I've, I've pointed out to people that I've never been military, but I, I was fortunate enough to tour overseas in support of troops doing comedy for you guys. And uh, actually, this was uh, – a base you were stationed at. So maybe you heard the story or even knew this guy. Um, I can't remember what the camp is called. Camp Cupcake, the one that was an inverted uh, muffin where that was surrounded by ridges. And then uh, we talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, That, that might have been where uh, you were deployed yeah. for 22 months, actually. It, uh, well, I was only actually overseas for 16, uh, that, that deployment. Uh, the first six months was just MOBE training oh, okay. in, in Mississippi. But, but yeah, I was in uh, Al-Assad. Like, we do convoys all over the Anbar province. Yeah, Al-Assad. Like, we do convoys all over there, but we were stationed at Al-Assad. It was actually a really big uh, yeah, it was huge. fob, man. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there was like, it was something like a 
I don't know, man. There was tens of thousands of people on there, so I probably don't know this guy. Man. Well, this was a pretty unless good story. he was actually in my unit. Well, not you might not have known this guy, but you okay. might have oh, okay. known the story. He uh, so this is what happened. I go over. When did it happen? Do you know? I think it was 2010. I'm not positive, but uh, um, no, this was I was there at like uh, 2000. 2006, 2007. Oh, okay. The, my fucking dumbass. I'm just, it's like that uh, thing like, oh, you're gay? Well, I know a gay guy. You probably know him. Like, yeah, you're in the military. You were at this base. Yeah, like you said, tens of thousands, and you just draw the illogical conclusion that uh, you probably know the guy. Well, here's the story. Um, by 2010, uh, the U.S. military was, and I still think continues, to lose more service members to suicide than they do to uh, skirmishes or uh, IEDs or bat, you know, anything like that, because yeah. uh, the the gunfights are winding down. Well, this guy uh, was 19 years old, and li like you said, the panic marriage. They're they're going away from home for the first time. They're going to a war zone, so they meet a girl. and They're like, oh my god, and and generally they come from dysfunctional families, even if they didn't see what you did. You know, you, you've said this in the past. You're not joining the military because, you know, go USA for the most part. You just need a job. Yeah. And so you're coming from yeah, some... Yeah, you need money. Yeah, so you're coming from some small little fuck town and you have... So either way, this this kid joined the military and he got married. And uh, his story was uh, he was on video chat with her. He was on Skype with his girlfriend and she admitted uh, to cheating on him. She said, I'm breaking up with you. I've met someone new. So he pulled out his service revolver and put the gun in his mouth and killed himself right there with her watching. Right on Skype? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And that, <laughs> see? And this is why you and I are friends, because that was my thought, too. Because it's, tra oh, it's tragic that the guy the killed himself. It. Yes, it's horrible that he killed himself. It's it's just absolutely horrible, because it he's is, 19. It is horrible, but God damn it, he but did he, it right. As he, far as suicide, yes. he, did it, he, he did it good. If you're going to do it... Make the bitch look at your head sprayed all over exactly. that webcam. Exactly, exactly. And Angle that's the, the way I felt to about where it. The back of your head hits the front of that camera, man. Yes, yeah. because and that that is exactly what I thought. It's like, he's only 19 years old. It's heartbreak. He's away from home. He's confused. So yes, he kills himself, and I don't want to make light of that. But absolutely, everything you're saying is is true. It's like she did something stupid, and for the rest of her life, she will have to live with the fact that her actions. Her actions caused him to kill himself, and like uh, to, uh, to me, it's a thing of beauty. It's it's just like yes, you get to every, witness every time firsthand. she sees her new, yeah, yeah. Her every time she is, every time is she laying with her, her new, new boyfriend, boyfriend's dick, he's gonna, she's gonna see her her old boyfriend's brains <laughs> blown against that fucking computer screen. <laughs> she's gonna have flashbacks like an old nom guy playing with firecrackers and shit. <laughs> well, this is what I thought, like. Uh, when I now you know this from being in the military if, if anybody's not in the military you don't know they have their own uh, uh, um, uh, channel own uh, television channel uh, Armed Forces Entertainment and they have like several of them Armed Entertainment West East all that, and they show advertisement advertisements all the goddamn time that say if you know someone that's depressed have him talk to a chaplain and I'm sitting there thinking really is that the the solution in 2010 is it ever the solution that I'm sad I need to talk to my priest so you know he can tell me that Jesus takes my worries away as I'm away from home and my family is gone and all that. like here's why can't the army really combat like what you told me about them sitting soldiers down and saying don't get married don't get married don't get married that is proactive that is good when it comes to guys that are in relationships or marriages if if the military gets wind that something bad is happening, like they're getting dumped or they got a Dear John letter, 
they should actively give them $2,000, give them an immediate uh, two-week, was it furlough or just vacation? There's a term for it. What's it called? Uh, leave. Yeah, like a pass, leave. A two-week uh, leave of absence, yeah. A pass, two-week pass, that's what I was thinking of. A two-week pass, send them to the Philippines and just let them fuck the pain out of their system. Let them buy hookers in Thailand. Like, I, I like the spirit of what you're talking about. However, like, I'm... I'm looking at it like I know damn well I would have taken advantage of that situation. I would have gotten fake girlfriends to break up with me from back home. I would have got, you know what I mean? Like I would have done all that shit. I'd have had a girl leave me every goddamn month, man. It's like when you don't want to work and like, oh, my grandpa died yeah. for the fourth time. Because, dude, I, I believe in taking advantage of the system. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not <laughs> taking advantage of the system somehow, especially when you're working for those assholes, then, well, quite frankly, you're doing it wrong. And uh, I would take well, advantage of that in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, you so just like, punched I, a I huge like what hole in what I thought was a brilliant idea. Yeah. No, uh, I. it's brilliant on paper. But in actuality, I, I would be uh, <laughs> raping the taxpayers even worse than I did when I was in without the $2,000 breakup bonus. So I'd, I'd have a lot you'd of breakups. Be, That's all I'm saying. Your commanding officer would be like, oh, Jake got dumped again. He can't hold a girlfriend yeah. down. Dude, I would get really good at talking really nice to women in the bar for like a week you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'd be good. I, I'd be the nicest boyfriend ever for a week, and then a dick for the next week, and then bam, that's how I would do it. It would be on. A, I would be on a two-week rotation. So you'd be like any normal guy for the most part. Like yeah, dumb. yeah. It, it'd be awesome. In fact, no, I would just, I would just straight start scamming it, man. I would start like, hey, you want to make two hundred dollars to pretend you're my lady for like a week, and then uh, <laughs> pretend like you're not my lady anymore. Okay, cool. Uh, and if you're dealing with Filipinos, yeah, two hundred dollars is like a year. Uh, you know, you don't even have to do American chicks. You can, because that's the thing is, you'd go to to the Philippines uh, to to not commit suicide because the army's like, well, we don't want them to commit suicide. We're going to send them to the Philippines to have sex with prostitutes. Yeah. You come back and say, well, I met my <laughs> new never girlfriend. Never found the love of his life in the Philippines yeah, again. Exactly. Constantly <laughs> finding the love of his life there. <laughs> Damn, he's always so brokenhearted. I feel so bad for this guy. Another <laughs> and then you give him two hundred dollars, and they yeah, just dude. had an annual salary. Like, yay, you lifted a Filipino out of poverty. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like whole sub economies would be supported by me taking advantage of the system. It could be a beautiful thing. Like what you're saying sounds like a utopia. Shit, I would have reenlisted if they still if they had that bonus, man. What uh, I mean, how much of it? Uh, is uh, the Filipino uh, economy is bolstered by prostitution? I wonder. By the middle, like I, I've seen pictures. I don't. We we already had this conversation on an earlier podcast about prostitutes. You you got yours in goddamn what Alabama, Mississippi. I I had the uh, opportunity Florida. in Florida. Yeah, I I had the opportunity in Japan and I didn't take it. But ah, oh, those those little Filipinos are they're spinners. I think just you look at them yeah. and you can guess that they would spin. Um, that that sounds good, man. I no, but I mean, I I will say I I do feel bad for those guys that got married, but it's like at the same time they should have been smart enough not to do it, and and with the okay, I I want to go back to what I was saying, I guess about uh, sexism in in divorce court, like yeah, go ahead. It the act the 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 action that goes on in divorce court, like what actually happens, like the outcome is sexist against men, but I think the ideology behind it 
is like sexist against women because basically what happens is the lady will get some divorce lawyer to go in there and basically like it's fucking 1920 and she can't work or nothing be like well this dame is out on her own and, and she can't she can't be out out there working in that big scary world for it a doesn't little empower like them is what you're she saying. needs yeah yeah is 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 it, they'll say you know oh she she needs his money to get by and blah blah, blah 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 and you know she's accustomed to this she's accustomed to that and then uh you know, it, it's it's one of those that like, you know, women's rights groups are obviously not bitching about this because it's like helping women out. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it is like financial. It's good for them because um, they're they're totally coming out winning. Um, so it's basically ideologically it's it's sexist against women. But um, as far as like what actually goes down is sexist against men. But we, a lot of guys will bitch about that. Like, well, no, because that's why, you know, women have it better than men in this country it's like they absolutely do not that's like the one area that's sexist against men yeah and you only have to worry about it if you're stupid enough to get married so you know why it's like an archaic thing like i get back in the day when it was like well to you got to do that to live with a woman you gotta like buy her from her her father for like chickens and pigs or whatever because that's the only way to get laid that's the only way to live with a woman but it's like you can live with a woman and you can have kids and all that kind of thing now you know, without the archaic thing where you give her magical jewelry and then she can take half your shit if she wants to leave, man. And I, I definitely don't understand the po- the polygamous, man. The guys who want, oh, I want four wives. It's like, dude, it, it, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, I believe in personal freedom. If they want to go and marry four women, if they want to play Russian roulette with four bullets instead of one, shit, they can have whatever wife I, I didn't take, man. So go ahead. Yeah, but the, when you deal with polygamy, it's because the women are so fucking subservient and under the guy's thumb. You're dealing with some, like, cult religion that, that the women aren't allowed to speak out, and they're married in at age, you know, 13 or some bullshit like that. So, um, but well, I, I... No, don't get me wrong. The, the second child abuse happens, then you got to deal with it. But, I'm, I mean, you know, if, if anything, like, my kind of rule of thumb, anything between consenting adults... Whatever you know what I mean, like as as long well, as uh, I, I agree with that. No but I'm just saying, like the women straight up like abused, and as long as both or all five parties are consenting, then that's that's their business, man. But the second, like you said, it becomes child abuse, then it's or like abuse. Period. It's it's a problem. Well, what define abuse then? Because the women that usually end up in polygamous polygamous marriages uh, are raised in that culture where it's a cult and they don't have any power. It's, it's like you said, they, they, they're raised to believe that they are, they should be subservient to men and that they are beneath them. So when they get, you know, married, they just do as they're told. And it's only if they're lucky enough to find out about the big wide world outside that they go, wait a second, why am I, you know, deemed less than this man who can choose four women and, you know, and, and I have to just, bow to his needs but. well I, I see what you're saying but it's like as long as I, I i think you have some kind of education system where where people are are getting out like i'm not a big fan of that homeschool and shit man like it, it that because that's how you can kind of mess kids up but you know I, i'm torn on that because like i'm a big personal freedom guy so part of me is like well you should be able to school your kid at home or or whatever but it's like for one thing most of homeschool people i met were were really socially awkward just because they wasn't really around many people 
when they were growing up. They were only around mom and dad and Jesus on the farm, you know. And uh, <laughs> so if you are a polygamist and you're homeschooling your kids and yeah, then you can sit there like it's fucking the 1850s or whatever. And like, you know, the, the women are supposed to be subservient to the men. And that's why I think it, it is important to have kids go to school in like society as opposed to yeah. Jesus farm, you know? And uh, I, I think as, as long as you're, you're, you're educating the girls, if they, if they get a good education and they know, Hey, they do have rights in this country, they can leave a dude whenever they want to, whatever. Um, yeah. They should be able to marry however many people they want. And but I, I will say this though, with the, the polygamy thing or a- any marriage, I don't think the government, should come into it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think there should be tax breaks. I don't think there should be like, you know, no, I know this is a old Stanhope bit. He has a great bit on that. Yeah. 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 And Penn talks a lot about this on his podcast about yeah. like, he brought up a good point, uh, during the whole Doma thing. He was like, equality is good. You know, if, if straight people can get married, then gay people should be get, getting married. You know, they, they should be able to do it. But it's like, I think the argument should be, why is the government getting involved at all? Like, why is this a government thing? That should just be like a, a, a religious thing or a personal commitment thing or, or something like that. You know? Yeah, you're trying to legislate love. I, w- I want to go back um, uh, five minutes in the conversation because I had a thought and then I lost it because we – not that in a bad way we got distracted. We, just, we always just talk. But you talk about um, uh, women's rights in the courtroom. And uh, I don't know if you know this about me. Uh, I, I wrote it in my. Uh, well, I'm not gonna. Uh, the long and short of it was uh, I I got uh, abducted by my father when I was in when I was a kid, and this was in the 1970s. Except back then it wasn't no called. Shit. Yeah, well, it wasn't called abduction back then. It was called a family dispute. So my okay. mom and my mom and dad were separated. And uh, they lived in two different cities in Wisconsin. And my dad just showed up at the school one day because he's like, fuck it. I'm taking my son back to my city with me. That's just the way it's going to be. So my oh, wow. Mom, yeah. My mom went to a lawyer. And I didn't know any better. I'm just a kid. You know, it wasn't like I was kicking his right, right. and throwing in a growing... bag with dad. Yeah. Right. Because of family dispute. So my mom goes to a lawyer. And the lawyer sat her down and said, well, you know, it's probably best uh, you don't really can't afford me. So you have no rights because you can't afford me. Why don't you should just go be with your husband then if he's going to take your kid. It's a family. Dispute. Holy and that's, shit. That's, and this is just the 1970s. So I, the, the reason I thought of that yeah. is when you said like it's the 1800s. But, uh, you know, women getting rights in court, uh, the courtroom, that's that's a fairly recent development. We're talking 80s. And early '90s, did, did, did the tide turn start to turn for women? So they they really haven't had that much power in the courtroom even for even for very long. So they're, that's they're, pretty. Yeah, but that that sounds like a little bit of a half and half thing, man. That's also like an economic thing. You know what I mean? And I think it's still like that for for poorer people in in the courtroom in general. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. That Unless you can they'll find say, a, well, you you can't afford to pay this you can't afford to fight this rich guy because he's got money for lawyers and you have money for a shitty lawyer at best. So you're going to lose, you know, he, he can afford the, uh, the cruiser machine gun and you yeah. can afford a starter pistol. You're going to fucking lose. You know, yeah. I, I think that's a big problem now. That's, that was my big problem with like uh tort reform and all that. Like, yeah, I know that there's a lot of dumb lawsuits and shit like that, but, 
the, the, the big corporations that are pushing for that tort reform are holding up these these cases of, oh, people suing McDonald's because they're fat and all this. And it's like, yeah, right. that's shitty, but I'd rather err on the side of the little guy. Most of that stuff they're pushing for in tort reform is is not keeping it's that out. It's, it's Yeah. It's I like how you say this. What's I up? like how you say this after admitting that you like to take advantage of the system and that you would create fake girlfriends so that you could fuck Filipino oh, yeah. and tie brides. You say, I don't like tort reform because what if they came after me? That This is selfish, Jake. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Well, no, man. Okay. No, I agree with you. you I agree take, with you that you the little guy is getting screwed. Of the, of the big guy. If you're the little guy in this society, this is a very lopsided society money-wise. It's like it's, and it's getting worse. Most of it... Is with a few people at the top. Yeah, yeah. And so any chance you get to fucking take a little bit out of their pocket, whether it's like the government or whether it's like corporations, you should do it. In fact, I think you are in the moral wrong if you do not take advantage of people above you in this world. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's with that, my, yeah. that, that can be that's my message for the week. That can be because we're, yep. we're going to come in probably just under 30 minutes, but last week we ran 38 and uh, yeah, so I take advantage of someone above you. That's Jake's message of the week. My uh, absolutely, my message of the week. And is, if the little uh, guy loses in court, the money should not have to go. It shouldn't have to get paid by by the little guy in all circumstances, because that's going to discourage people from bringing legitimate lawsuits against big corporations. Just like you were talking about with your mother, they're going to say, "Oh, well, you can't afford this, and the cost is going to go on you, not the corporation." And so. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. All right. That was uh, what I was trying to do. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I was just giving you shit when I said that you take advantage. All right. My message of the week is uh, I, I enjoy uh, cupcakes. I have, I have nothing. But uh, we'll sign you. off. Oh, I do take advantage, Joe. No, 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 no. That, that is absolutely true. you got to take advantage. Take advantage, take advantage, take advantage. Remember that shit. Good, good, good. All right. Remember uh, that for the week, listeners. Thank you very much, everyone. And uh, by the way, I want to just tell our seven listeners that – uh, we, we, I appreciate you listening to us, and, and uh, thank you for doing so. But I'm a little disappointed in the seven of you because we haven't received an email of anyone saying, yes, I tried to have sex with the, the Polish woman that wanted 100,000 sex partners. So oh, yeah. all, all seven of you are disappointing, both Jake and I. We had, Go have sex with the Polish and woman. pissing in the electric socket. Yes, there you go. All right, goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks. See you next week.